0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 51 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, Dusty Hanson, myself, Big Ron Partlow, and today we got Coach's Corner, all your Instagram questions on It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty, Dusty. A good word, man. I uh, I got some good questions for today. Do you? I'm pretty nice. excited. Yeah. I got a bunch early
1: and I haven't looked at them, so this is going to be like a... Oh, I, I looked at your post and I was like, oh shit, Like this is all we need. <laughs> well, well, I did see that you've got you've got some work to I almost sent you one of them, but since it was in the post, I thought you might see since you got to build a band and you need a name for this band. I thought he mm-hmm. might need a minute to figure this out. <laughs> Funny.
0: That's funny. Okay, let me just find my questions. So, what's new? Tell me what's cracking. So, gyms are closed. So, you're back into Ugh. your exile, secret, secret workouts. Yeah, it's been. You know, it's crazy. So, here the gyms were open. Gyms were
1: closed. The uh, one of the big gyms down here, Mountainside Fitness, sued the governor uh, right. over this. Um, uh, ended up basically getting tossed because, of course, the state was like, "Fuck off." Well, then a different judge came in and overturned it. So now the the governor came back and appealed the overturn and had all these other, um, basically, because what ended up happening, he didn't think it all the way through. He's getting sued personally by businesses now. Right. So he went in and reconfigured some things, put in three different uh, appeals, one of them being that he is untouchable. Um, the problem is... Uh, He's utilized his power and been caught. Uh, so, for example, down here, all the salons and things are open. Okay, which doesn't seem overly crazy, except for the fact that his wife owns one. Right. Bit of a right. bit of a issue. Um, so, anyways, when he appealed it, uh, you know, it goes back to the same judge, and they can do what they want. It literally, as soon as it hit his desk, he's like, "No, fuck off," and and right. tossed all the other shit. So, it does not mean that the gyms are open right now. But it does put him back in his place. And then immediately then, because obviously I know a lot of the gym owners, he got hit with about uh, seven more lawsuits that day. So he's having a bad day. Mm -hmm. And he deserves the bad day. So Mm -hmm. it makes me happy. Um, The gyms here are all on lock. Uh, But on a bright note, besides the fact that I still go to the gym, Hammer Strength has given me some smoking deals and I've been buying equipment. Ah... Yes. So very smart of them to give you some deals. Brand new hammer shoulder press, brand new hammer the wide pull down, the straight up and down one. Yep. Yep. Regular seated row. Yep. They have a new belt squat. Had to have it. Got right. that. Don't even, never even used it. Seen it. Whatever. Right. Got it. So yeah, I think uh, like five pieces. Okay. And we're talking like within a couple hundred bucks of what I can find them best possible used. Right. And found another spot up by my house uh, that's 3,500 square feet that might become a home for all these toys. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a, it's okay. been an exciting couple of days. You usually when you say what you've been doing, I'm like
0: nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing stuff. Yeah, fuck, man. It's 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 come to that, eh? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's time. I'm like, well, that's the thing is, it was like, okay, I don't.
0: I guess you just spend the this, money on. Happen
1: again, so. Yeah,
0: fuck yeah. Either spend the money on leaving the state. Or you spend the money on setting up a gym?
1: Yeah, have your own place. And I, I've yeah. always threatened to do it. Um, and fortunately, actually, the uh, guy that owns the gym that I've been going to, he's just all over it. He's like, "I'm in. Let's do it." Oh, okay. So we're oh, we're gonna okay. bang this thing out. Uh, only thing I'm waiting on is uh, I gotta get with you uh, because I want to get the prime extension and the lying leg curl. I will set you up with those guys for sure. Yeah, because I need yeah. those two pieces are like musts yeah. for me yeah. I, I don't know those both of them i know we haven't talked about the lying light girl but i love their lying light girl the, the plate load yeah
0: i oh. only used it once and it was really good
1: yeah and it i set de-
0: it up de- a certain way and i loved it yeah it demolishes me and i always laugh because you, you know the size
1: of the pins i'm like who the fuck uses this yeah <laughs> i need like four plates and i'm just getting roasted <laughs> i'm like i would That's like funny. to pay to see someone spill this thing
0: but yeah those I- two things i've I want to have for sure. I see so many guys fill up the prime extension, but they barely get 90 degree bend in their leg mm. and their ass comes off the seat when they drive. Yeah. So they're so, not
1: actually running it. Yeah. They, they, they can't,
0: they, they can't keep their ass right down in the seat and they can't fold their feet underneath, um, properly. So they're losing a bunch of range of motion, but they'll fill up one of the arms. Which I'm takes like, away the entire fuck.
1: point of that thing though. Cause that yeah. stretch for whatever reason, I don't know what they did different. But no torque on my knee. I can let that thing stretch behind me,
0: no yeah, issue, I, you know. But I, you remember I, we trained together. I didn't go that heavy on that thing. No, no, no. You only went a plate and a half heavier than me. Yeah, and which that thing's like still it, brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, let's hit some cues, man. All right, you jump first. I didn't turn my phone on yet. All right, go. So, okay, let's start with a good one here. Okay. What's I the forty-two? Week? Jesus! Let, let's let's. First of all, when are your when are your uh, when are your next uh, round of shirts and hats coming? Ah, those let's are this sell week. sell some shit. Those okay, are this week. Okay, this week. And when are we getting our shirts, Dusty? Our shirts.
1: We should probably get those done too. Probably get We those didn't even do the logo yet. Yeah, people gonna ask about those. I okay, think when so- when I get my West Coast Iron Hat, those shirts will magically appear. Oh
0: well. <laughs> <it> isn't. <laughs> Okay, so I got to ask this one because from my training partner, he's gonna kill me if I forget. And I would like to leave it till later, but if I leave it till later, that's when I forget. Yes. So, um, if you had to sit on a twelve-hour flight, but you must sit in a piece of gym equipment, which one do you pick?
1: <laughs> Ooh, let's see. Let's see. I like. How, I mean, he's really thought this through, huh? Jesus. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I've thought of several pieces you started running through them. I was gonna sit. All right, what are you what are your pieces that you
0: thought of already while well, I'm picking mine apart? Well, I think I'd probably say, I'd probably choose a big leg press. You know? You can like lay back, put your head back, probably nap. You got Have room you- for your arms so they don't like fall back, you know, you're not sitting on a narrow bench. I think that'd be pretty favorable. What about that a company? I don't know what the brand is, but you'll know what I'm talking about. They're like a generic
1: uh, hammer strength, but all their pads are way too cushiony. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that knock off hammer strength. Yeah, that's like lifetime soft awesome. and I,
1: I remember the first time I sat down. When I pushed against the bar, the first thing that happened is I we went, went down. down an inch. <laughs>
0: i was like great for sofa not so much for leaking energy everywhere there's no transfer (laughs) of force so whatever brand
1: that is probably anything they make will be fine because they apparently are far more concerned with comfort yeah let's see and actually the hammer strength uh unilateral um leg extension Mm. (laughs) and the reason i like that is i got oh shit bars to grab I can right. put my feet on top of the extension part if I want. Okay. I can let them dangle. I can lay them down like I'm on a Harley, just kind of on my ankles. Right, right. You
0: almost have a bit of a bit of a lazy boy there. I've got some comfort. Adjustable okay. back. Okay. Adjustable <laughs> back. <laughs> Sounds like I'm selling
1: a car now. Don't forget, we also have.
0: Right, right.
1: Oh, here's an important one. Ron is a hot dog a sandwich
0: uh wasn't this a seinfeld episode (laughs) it's a it's a valid question i mean it's well it's bread it's bread and meat yeah it's bread and meat technically meat lips and assholes well yeah lips and assholes here's a here's here's a question for you dusty do you would you still eat a hot dog like is there a situation where you'd scarf down a hot dog Yes, went like to a like a like a Chicago Cubs game or something, I don't know what fucking team. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, for
1: sure. I I I like shitty like,
0: food at shitty no. events for sure. Yeah, where it's
1: terrible. Yeah. Or or I have actually been fallen victim to a Costco uh, Polish dog before. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. Where wow. I'm just fucking done. And I think usually what happens is I'm I'm with someone and I'm getting moody. And uh, the woman is like, hey, I got you these. Eat these. And I'm like, okay. It's like a Snickers, basically. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. fucked. It's time. I hammer those yeah. things down. But I am deathly afraid of what's inside of them. Yeah, I haven't
0: had, oh, man. I don't remember. Yeah. So that's not you your know, favorite I, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, You know what? I think I had a Smoky at, like, a Fit Foods barbecue when I was working at Mutant. Smokey. I like,
1: fucking love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But
0: like fuck. I haven't I'm not a I'm not a hot dog guy. Yeah, no. There's just there's too many options that
1: are way too good. Okay, <laughs> okay. This is a good one. This is a good one. Stump Ron question. Okay. In the movie BMX Bandix, what are the two lead characters'
0: names? Oh fuck. First of all, that I love that question because most people don't know about that movie because that movie was made before Rad. Which is a great movie. Crew Jones. Yeah. yeah, Crew Jones. Everyone remembers Rad and Crew Jones and that's what got everyone into BMX. But BMX Bandits is like before that, I think a couple of years before that. And it's Australian If I if I remember correctly. I thought it was made in Australia actually, but Nicole Kidman's in it. I don't even know about this movie. Yeah, and Nicole. Nicole, Kidman Kid- was in Nicole Kidman's it. like like I think she's I don't know, fuck. It'd be really weird to see her because she might not even be 18 years old.
2: I mean right, she's like eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like
0: when you see Commando and Alyssa Milano as a little girl. Right. And you're like, oh my God, Alyssa Milano's like nine. Yeah, it's it's so like good. weird. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, Nicole Kidman's in that movie. I don't remember the guys' names. It's something stupid like Top Gun, you know. Oh, so they had like like uh, call names almost. <laughs> like, yeah, like I like they go by mm-hmm. nicknames, right? It's like in Rad, he's a crew, right? You know. Right. But but yeah, it's like one of those. I don't yeah. remember their names though. But Nicole Kidman's in it. Terrible hey. fucking. It was terrible. Oh. Well, I mean, fuck. It's nineteen like what? Nineteen eighty-two.
1: What are you saying? Rad was an amazing movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. had that had like. Big time pro riders in it. Freestyle was like actually a thing at that point. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I don't even know if that's true. You ever look
1: back at a movie, you're like, huh, not quite how I remembered it. Like I watched, oh, yeah. uh, I, I watched the original Die Hard over Christmas, and I was like, still a great movie, but you don't realize oh, how yeah. far film has went. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with my TV. <laughs> like looking at it, it's all hazy. <laughs> yeah, that's as good a, as it, as good as it got. Yeah, that's it. That's that. That was the best back then. That was a good question. Absolutely, yeah, and, and someone got you. I'm fucking
0: blown away. So I, I have a question. Okay. You. For me. <clears throat> well, it's for both of us. Okay. What's the deepest rabbit hole you ever went down with training, or you know, I don't even have my light on my pretty face. There we go. What's the deepest rabbit hole you ever went down with training or diet or something, and then suddenly realized it was stupid and and you just scrapped the whole thing? Oh, and like how you, much like how much research you put into it? You no, know, like you kind of committed to it. Like, okay, fuck, I'm going to do this, and you start doing it, oh. and you're like, oh, this isn't this sucks. Am I doing this right? This can't be. You know what I mean? And then you wind up just scrapping it. I don't know.
1: Okay, let's think here.
0: I was thinking. I was thinking more on that because I I actually.
1: Um, I've done a lot of research where I've done that, where, you know, you dig in too deep in something and after a while you realize, you realize that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So you, like you're that. in too yeah, deep. Just like so you that. just keep going. <laughs> um, okay. So for that, oh um, I mean the biggest thing that I, that I got into at one point was, um, and I don't know why, cause I actually knew better was when everyone got on the kick of time and attention but they were doing them backwards. So, the, you know, both the concentric and the eccentric were done slow. Oh, slow concentrics. Yeah. And that was proven to not fucking matter like a billion years ago. But I think Dennis James actually brought it back like randomly, started putting guys That's through who it. I remember. That's who I remember bringing it back. And I mean, it's, and I think, it, you know, what it was was you're looking, I don't care who you are, and you know, this is true no matter how much information you have, you you still find yourself every now and then looking for the secret, looking for one more thing that maybe you're not doing. And it's painful. And it takes a long time. It takes a lot of focus. So during the set, it hurts. So you're like, maybe this is doing something, but you're defying everything you know about science.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So two things about that. Um, I don't believe that this is just an example, obviously. I, I don't believe Dennis was doing those when he was huge. No. Right? It was okay. something he was doing after. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. That's how I always look at stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was like one of the best bodybuilders of all time ever, hands yeah. down. Craziest fucking nuts. And um, another thing is we often, and I talk, I talk to female clients about this all the time because they do it a lot we confuse what's hard with what's effective yep for sure so i always say listen they'll be like oh i like to you know triple set everything i do you know always do three exercises and let's say their goal is to put on maximum muscle right and you're like well you need to be training with like just let's just train with plain old straight sets for a while and get you strong yeah instead of running around and supersetting everything. And they go, yeah, but supersetting's harder because I, I get a really good sweat and my heart rate gets up <laughs> and it's really hard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but Navy SEAL training would kill me. Yeah, but It, it would not make, make me, me bigger. bigger. It wouldn't right. add muscle to my body, right? Yeah. So it's not, it's not just about what's hard. And the, the, one of the problems I think that, that women have with that is women actually have really great endurance mm-hmm. on average. You know, if you take a woman who trains and does some cardio, they they get really great endurance because they have low body weights. So they're they're women can handle a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. They're you know what I mean? Like they're sure. they're, they're very tough. They're they, they're resilient. They can handle a lot. Um, <clears throat> so they when they push themselves with like triple sets and all that sort of stuff, and most of them don't train like Dana Lynn Bailey, right? Right. Yeah. You know, she's they, doing
1: triple sets while at maximum poundage <laughs> while training heavy
0: and what you yeah. know it's like and doing the four straps and the cheat reps and the partials and all that stuff so yeah. so yeah it's just um and 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 that's something that a lot of guys do too you know they 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 think oh well this is harder so it must be better for muscle but that's not always the case it's like right you know what i mean
1: no for sure it's like the uh you know i, I like i like the negative speed controlling the negatives yeah. and i've had people who like well, you know, why not do a full true six seconds? I'm like, well, then it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, now it's too slow. And I'm I'm putting more energy into the speed that the muscle's moving, you know, and on down the line. It's just, it's finding that point. I always compared um, negatives when I try to sell people on the importance of a negative is thinking of, like, um, somebody who rows boats versus, like, uh, an Olympics uh, like rings guy, right? You know, you're rowing boats all day long, but you're the negative portion of the movement. There's no resistance. Yes. And the oars are back in the water. They don't have a big back. Yeah. They don't have a big anything. They're strong on a row. There's no negative. Yeah. But they're not trying to put on muscle mass. It's kind of the same as a power lifter. Who's trying to stay under weight. They explode up. They drop it. Yeah. Like I don't want the negative. Then you go to look at like a guy who's doing the rings. If they don't control the negative, they fall. Those guys yeah, are yeah, fucking yeah. yoked out of their
0: minds. Yeah, they have big
1: triceps
0: <clears> and big lats yeah. and big pecs yeah. and stuff. All I know what the you muscles
1: mean. that are controlling those movements are huge, and they're not in the gym doing what we do. That's the control part. But, yeah, on the flip, you know, that was my move. I, I got into those just, like you said, because it was hard. And it wasn't yeah. that long, to be honest with you, because I knew the facts of how it worked already. So I did it for a minute, and I was kind of like, Fuck. This is a waste of time and the other thing that i factored in i didn't enjoy it if i didn't love training
0: that way i was like yeah that's another thing that's hugely important and it's you know like uh did you see that clip that Fuad put up of branch warren talking yes that was a great clip right <laughs> um but you know uh, and and so you know that's part of branch's character is kind of like the ultra simplification of everything right right um but and people often say branch trains sloppy. But I've, you know, you've trained with Johnny. Yep. When you when you yeah, see branch. them train, yeah, I train with branch. Yeah. So when you see them train, when you train with them, like yes, they yank on the cable row and there's mm-hmm. a ton of explosion. Right. And that but the handle comes back, they get it back, and they don't go into it. Yep. And then you see the muscle take the whole negative and like yep. their lats get pulled apart. It's yep. their lats aren't relaxed during that negative.
1: Yeah, so that dropping.
0: Negative. It's like <clears throat> yanking the lats and they're using such a heavy poundage that they like, like it just pulls their lats apart. Yep. That's what I see when I watch them do one arm dumbbell rows and stuff. Right. So it might be a different type of style of training to say how, you know, flex Lewis moves weights or whoever, but the negative is still there. Right. The, the common thread with all the guys that are huge is they're not giving up the negative. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm always amazed with guys when they can, you ever see somebody like when they're on a bench in the gym, and they just, boom. And I'm like, all I can think of is <clears throat> I couldn't commit to that with 135. I couldn't yeah. just tell my buddy, go limp like a fucking noodle and let this thing drop through your chest. Then somehow rebound and push it back. like, I'm not even talking about injury. I could not get my brain to be like, go. I mean, it's like they let it go. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, power Power lifters are interesting because some guys squat down very slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're using those crazy poundages, so they like ratchet down almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's some guys that have a pretty fast drop. Yeah, and that'll
1: throw you off if you're not used to that. I know when Brandon Allen was doing that 900 for the first time in sleeves, he missed the first rep because he went too quick. Yeah and, yeah and it wasn't a weight thing it almost surprised him at the bottom yeah because and what's funny was it it wasn't sloppy i mean 900 pounds you're not just dropping it but it was definitely quicker and uh then when i watched him do it correctly you're like oh that was a full one count slower and then it was just butter you know right. it was uh yeah. within control the whole time so yeah very very interesting what what, what was your what was your rabbit
0: hole Oh, I've gone down a few. I went down a few in the early days. that might have not been, um, like, productive, but they were fun, and I learned a lot. Right. Like I did. I remember when I was in high school, I did uh bul- the Bulgarian power burst training program that I ordered out of Muscle Mag. <clears throat> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then I did like one of those Ellington Darden books, like Huge in 42 Days or whatever. <laughs> i followed like that it you know days. yeah and admit, it's I,
1: funny to hear that now you're like get huge in a month
0: you know what else i did i did the i did the, the training program which was just looking back on it was just crazy volume mm-hmm. it was like an arnold program from the 70s but i did the cybergenics program
1: oh my god was that the one with rusty jeffers on the box
0: was that no no franco centuriello okay and he looked awesome he was like, right. a, you know, I mean, he was like an f- amazing bodybuilder back in the day. And this, he was like in his early twenties when he, when he got famous. But, uh, yeah, Franco Santoriello on the box. And I did the Cybergenics program. It was like six days a week, everything twice, huge volume. Like it was, it was crazy, but I did that. I like that to look
1: back program. at those, right. And see those. Cause I saw uh, someone posted, it might've even been Milos himself, but I think it was, uh, someone else had put up a post, uh, a picture of like the old uh, flex magazines and Milo saying, if you want to get big, you have to train six days a week. And it was like, you have to, this is, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, I wonder how much bad advice we've all taken out of magazines back in the day. Yeah. You know, like you have to do this. And that's obviously in the nineties. So it's like, no, no, you
0: don't. (laughs) Yeah. No, but uh, the reason I don't consider those like bad decisions or anything is obviously it wasn't made at a state, in my life when like it, like, you know, maybe lose a show or anything.
1: Well, and you, right. and the thing is, I think in some ways you, um, you learn how to train hard.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I gotta make this program work. It's a motivational thing. So like you said, you didn't enjoy certain things. So you drop them. Mm-hmm. It's also, I remember starting the cybergenics program. I was so fucking excited. Right. I was like, fuck, day, tomorrow day is day one, fucking day one, you know, and just smashing every workout and like eating my face off. And like, I remember it was like super motivational right. to be doing it. So it was actually a good thing. It wasn't probably wasn't the best program, probably a whole bunch of stuff wrong with it. But, right. uh, but it was just, you know, you can't just hand out one size fits all programs. Like, you know, Yeah. but it, it was this. it was funny. It got me training my ass off. You know, I was in the gym six days a week when I was in, you know, in high school. I feel like it's so, something that a lot of people could use, though. Like, I've
1: been talking to a few um, people that are in the game pretty deep. And with everything that's been going on with COVID and everything, have kind of lost it. They like, It's almost like the fire was burning so hard to get back in the gym. And then once they kind of got back in, it was like, they're not hmm. clicking. You know what I mean? So it's almost like that's what someone like that needs, the program you hand to them and be like, do this. Right. And get stronger. You know, what I mean it's almost like go all the way back to your basics. Yeah. Remember
0: to love you versus gravity. Yeah, yeah. That's that's we've talked about that before, man. You gotta you gotta sometimes you gotta just shave everything away and just strip it down to like the the, the the three key things, you know, eat, sleep, and train for a while. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And um and, and yeah, it's like yeah, I also think that some of those those like kind of crazy programs are good when you're young because while well, you're young and you could handle anything yeah, exactly. And, and then you could train six days a week and squat twice a week and deadlift twice a week and everything. Holy um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, an, another thing too, is like any, the older I get and the more people we coach, I mean, you, mm-hmm. I guarantee you agree with me. You, you start to see more of the value. You're like, oh yeah, fuck. That was such a good metaphor. Was that whole thing about the karate kid? wax on and wax off yep just just making you appreciate the mundane the 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 hard work the grind The mm-hmm. you know you don't want to do it but you got to do it like yeah. you have to like condition yourself for that yeah. and and you know i remember you know i mean you remember when you first saw the karate kid like you know that's the message of the movies he builds discipline into him right yeah. He builds work ethic into them and all that focus and P, you know, just all that stuff where you just, you're not all jumbled in your head. And, and so that's a great metaphor for what you have to do with training too, is, you know, sometimes you just got to like work really hard for a while and appreciate it. Right.
1: No. And that's yeah. the thing you, you get back to loving that work and that's when it all pays off too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> this is a good one. My One of my training partners. What's your heaviest stage weight ever? And did it translate into being your best stage look or at
0: least the favorite look you brought? Um my my so my two heaviest stage weights are a pound apart and they had opposite ends of that answer. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, a pound apart, opposite pound ends apart. of the answer. So, I was, I was a legitimate 266 on stage. Like, I weighed myself in my hotel room with my trunks on and then went down to the stage at the North Americans. Mm-hmm. And it was my worst um, placing ever. Right.
1: That's, and I, then, that's the first time I met you.
0: Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2013? That was a fucked up... 2013 was the most fucked up show in my life. And I'll, I'll tell that story if you want. I might have already. But... Um, and then I I remember being 265 the year before, mm-hmm. and it was the best I ever did at North Americans. And everyone was coming up to me and they're like, "Fuck, you look good!" And like Chris was so happy and like he, well Chris was pissed I didn't place better. Right, of course. <laughs> he thought I should have he thought I should have got a pro card. And mm-hmm. and and I was like, well fuck, I didn't disagree with him, but right. um, because I thought I should have won the 35 Masters class right and i got second and i was like fuck and then that guy won the over 35 overall so it was right there yeah yeah. and i had two first place votes so it wasn't a wipe three to two yeah right it was three to two so i was like fuck and then i looked at some of the pictures after and i was like fuck i was kind of upset about that one but anyway
1: <laughs> it's bad it's bad when you look at the pictures
0: and you went from being like that's okay to like motherfucker (laughs) yeah yeah anyways I think I got those years right anyways that's how that's how it goes sometimes you know what I mean yeah might have got the years flip-flopped I can't fucking remember Yes. but um
1: my heaviest was 270 um not my favorite look but probably my best look right um and the reason I say that is I all, I mean, and this is, it sounds so corny, but it's actually true. Um, when you're not Phil Heath, you really bodybuild for yourself. And I have a look that I like to bring in. And at 270, I was not sliced out of my mind. Um, but I did see that a lot of my uh, weaknesses, my legs and things stayed bigger. Right. Um, overall, I just was really, really big. Uh, but, of course, for me and what I like, it wasn't hard enough. Right. Um, but I think in reality, had I come down seven pounds and been sliced out of my head and competed against myself at 270, I think the judges would have given the 270 version the win. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. very tricky. But I think that that's something that is kind of an advantage when you go into shows is like, I really want to love the way I look. I don't want to agree with the judges when they tell me it sucked. Right. (laughs) You know, so, so yeah, that was my best look according to them, but not according to me. I just, there's something to me. You, you, you get street cred from everyone in the world when you're nasty. I don't care if you're 160 pounds. I've seen dudes at local shows come out literally phantom weights and I'll walk backstage and I'm like, that's disgusting.
0: I do. You're I try. I, fuck. <laughs> I try to do that. I try to do that at every show. I I try to make a point to give the guys that look like they really prepared mm-hmm. um, some sort of credit, you know. And there's like you'll see them. You're like, oh fuck, that guy looks really good. Like, yeah. I over and go, man, you're in, in good shape, you know. Just say something, mm-hmm. especially at the local shows and stuff, you know. Because like I remember being at those shows and just fucking. Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: especially <laughs> when you're smaller, because you know, like. You yeah. can't discredit, like, okay, then I'm just going to get sliced out of my head. And you know this is true. Either when they're natural or haven't done much for long, the amount of detail that's in a dude that's sliced in, like, 160 pounds is, like, <laughs> it's yeah, mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they got lines I don't even have anymore, so.
2: no, No, there's no scar tissue. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: True story. <laughs>
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Scott McNally here. I'm going to jump in with a quick break, and then we will get right back to the show. By the way, guys, if you're listening to this on iTunes, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review. All that stuff will help to uh, boost us up so that other people can find our programming. All right, guys, we're going to take just a brief pause to shout out truenutrition.com. I've been using them for years now, years long before they sponsored our programming, and so has Skip, and so has Scott Stevenson, and so has Dusty Hanshaw. In fact, those guys knew the owner, Dante Trudell, for years now, since back before he even had True Nutrition. He's the creator of DC Training, which we talk about all the time, and he's also the creator of True nutrition He developed this company so that he could offer bodybuilders high-quality supplements with no flashy marketing, no gimmicks, none of the stuff that would boost the pricing up. This way, he could sell products for next to wholesale pricing and make sure that he kept them as high-quality as possible. I back everything sold by truenutrition.com. You can get everything you need from all your protein powders to plant-based protein powders to whole food vitamins and fish oil to performance supplements like your NO products like citrus malate and beta alanine anything you could possibly think of you can get there at true nutrition and if you use our code advices that will let them know that you support our programming and in turn they'll continue to support what we are doing so once again that's trueNutrition.com and our code advices supports our podcasts plus it'll get you a discount i also want to shout out get that's a z o t h azoth is on the cutting edge of brain supplements Increasing focus and attention live in the zone. Cognition and memory to process faster and think deeper improves mood, controls stress, plus energy and motivation. Start strong and finish stronger. Whatever you're investing your time in, the idea of nootropics is to get more out of it, to get more accomplished and to be more effective at what you're doing. I use nootropics to help boost my cognitive abilities while I'm podcasting, adjusting diets, and dialing people in on their contest preps. Azoth 2.0 is great for performance enhancement at my desk, but it's also great for performance enhancement in the gym. Check them out. You can go to getazoth.com. You can go to the Amazon link. Both of those are in our show notes. And we also have a code. Advices10 will get you 10% off at either of those sites. That's A-Z-O-T-H. Thank you guys for listening to our ads. Thank you for supporting us by shopping with our sponsors and using our codes. And if you have any questions, reach out to me at McNally one on Instagram. Or hit me up at the Advices Radio group on Facebook. Okay. Um,
0: oh, damn. Oh, that could be a bad one. Tell us a bad date story, Dusty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Let me think here. I'm I'm cautiously erasing some. Don't use that. Can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's think. God, see, my. so many of my stories are just not fit for radio. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> let's think. Okay. Bad date stories. It's got to be one. Uh, uh, oh, no. There's lots. There's lots. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go way back because... I wouldn't say it was completely a bad story cause it worked out. But, um, so when I was 17, um, no, I was 18 cause I didn't have any money anymore. That's right. On my 18th birthday, my dad took all my money away. So oh, okay. <laughs> that was kind of shitty. And, uh, I was, uh, so I'd been with the same girl for a couple of years, which is good. Kind of saved the day a little bit, but, uh, it started off as a bad date story because I came by to pick her up at her house. And when I got there, I had to inform her that I didn't have enough money for us to go eat and have enough gas to get there and back to go eat. So the first 40 minutes of our date was scrounging her parents' house, stealing change. But we finally hit the mother load when I picked her brother's lock on his door and he had a giant change jar. So he was missing about $25 from that bad boy because I filled the bitch up. But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That, was, that was how we started the date that night. I was like, "We're gonna be a little late because either we're gonna make it." And, and by the way, the fancy dinner was Del Taco because I was that fucking broke. So, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big victory because yeah, I ended up filling my truck. We both got to get uh, chili cheese fries that night
0: because there was extra money stolen. And yeah, oh my god, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. I've had some home beginnings, sir. Yeah, no, that's good. Look where you are now. You know, <laughs> I trust you around my change jars, Dusty. Yeah, you that's you can odd. now. Yeah, not I know. Dog. I'll steal the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, You know what's funny is, is uh, I, I sent you a cute dog meme this week. Yes, you did. And that's, I immediately was on it. <laughs> that's where our friendship has has gone to. People think we talk like about like, you know, hardcore bodybuilding. And uh, in reality, dog burrito. <laughs> I sent him a clip of a Yorkie rolling herself up in a blanket that looks like a tortilla a tortilla to make a doggy burrito <laughs> and I sent him this cute video and he hearts it I did I had to I would have I, I wish though because it was so good I wish do you remember when Instagram had like the
1: orgasm of hearts where there was like 50 of them when you touched oh them? yeah
0: the explosion
1: and everyone' was like I didn't like it that much right that's I would have given I would have given you that one on the on the puppy
0: burrito that's pretty funny <laughs> That's yes. That's where our friendship is. Do I have one? So, I'm willing. <laughs> You're I'm, gonna go darker. I could see this. I'm proud right, of you. So, while well, I've got, so I got a bad one. It was, it was unfortunate. <clears throat> so, I'm working at the bar. I'm bartending. I, think, I can't. I can't remember which bar I'm working at. I might have been bouncing. It might have been earlier on. Yes, I was bouncing. I know where I was. I was working at this nightclub, and I met this chick. She's going to law school. And because, um, you know, University of Alberta is right there in Edmonton, so it's, like, huge school. So you meet a lot of students, and she's going to law school, and she's, like, real smart, and she's, like, super hot. And um, she's, like, chatting me up at the door, and I'm, like, is this chick, like, okay, you know? <laughs> I'm going like, to let per- you in. <laughs> yeah, like, so anyways, you know, I took the hint, asked her out. So uh, I I can't remember if I picked her up or we met at the restaurant. We met at Earl's. And um, yeah, we met at Earl's. We met at Earl's, and um, you know, just have Appy's and a drink. I think it was was the plan. She has oh, fuck, man, eight double gins.
1: (laughs) She had plans for you.
0: (laughs) No, I no no. It got to the point where I was like, oh. She's an alcoholic. She's... And your job was to pay for her alcohol. <laughs> no, no, no. She was it wasn't about she was cool about that, but she was just because she was still like stone cold sober man. After she eight doubles. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't drunk. And I was putting it together. Like she's pounding double gin and tonics. And I'm like, I'm like nursing my second beer because I gotta drive. And <laughs> she's just like sucking back double gins. And she's not. She's not slurring her words. She's not acting weird. She's not getting drunk. You know? And I'm just thinking, holy fuck. Okay, she's a hard drinker. Right. Because I would see her on the weekend, like once once every weekend, she'd come out. So I, I knew she partied once a week, but like I'm like, oh, she drinks every fucking day. And then, anyways, we went back to her place and I opened the fridge. Dude, nothing in the fridge. Nothing, man, except a bottle of ketchup, a box of eggs, a big jug of water, a two liter of tonic, and three two sixes of gin. (laughs) That's all that's in her fridge. There's no fucking food in there, man. And there's three bottles of gin chilling. God always have have to
1: be ready. Those have to be fucking ready. Yeah, like
0: they're not in the cupboard, man. There's not
1: one in the fridge and two in the cupboard.
0: (laughs) They're just in the fridge. Just put them all in the fridge, like my egg whites. Just line them up and go through them so fast. I just have them all in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, she's a drink, man.
1: That's fine. And I was like,
0: okay, I like this, I can't date this girl. Like, I can't. You already saw all the things went off. Yeah. You know, I I had two beers and I was like, fuck, should I like, and she's just like, seems fine. Seems completely fine. <laughs> you're, you know not to have your third beer because you need to drive. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> fucked up, man. Oh and I my was God. like, I was like, I didn't say anything. And then like looking back, I was like, sure, I made a joke. Like, man, you can sure handle your booze. But I was just like in awe. <laughs> was that the last time you went out with her? Uh, we went out one more time. She Give was, her. Yeah, you're all you're fun anyway. So we'll see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, I went out one more time. It's just one of those things. You know, God, you it's gotta funny. have more. You can't be like, you know, you just, I, I just could never date a chick that was just like, blah, yeah, that'd know? be a ton,
1: especially if they don't, if they get hammered, you're like, oh, good, you're normal. That fucked you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I'm more concerned if it doesn't fuck you up. I agree with you on that one I, for sure. I remember back in the day, I remember back in the day um, when it was way more common for girls to smoke. Right. Whenever I'd meet a girl – because I was working at the bar, right? So whenever I saw a girl that I was like, oh, fuck, I like that girl, I'd always be like, fuck, what are the odds she smokes? Right. i have to be like – because it was like 50-50.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not into licking the ashtray myself either, so I No, get you it. know what I mean. You know what I mean. Okay, About go that, ahead. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Okay, here we go. Bodybuilding. No mind-muscle connection or pump feeling in the biceps without getting into a 30-rep range, but I can – Light my triceps up with the first two or three movements. Any suggestions?
0: Huh. Um. Is he doing well? Obviously, there's something kind of wrong or just not very well wired going on. Mm-hmm. It could be that he just doesn't fire his biceps easily, or it could be that there, you know, he needs to get them worked on. Like maybe that would help. Like mm-hmm. I would go get grassed and done or active release therapy or something done to your biceps just to see if the next time you train them like you know you've had your calves worked on right mm-hmm. and then the next time you train them what happens yeah right so yeah. maybe he should get his biceps worked on and, and see if that helps is he doing a stretch movement you know what i mean like a slight. Yeah, yeah, really up. i used to love those real light but something like that or, or, um, also, you know, is he training his biceps properly? That's another right. thing. But yeah. I'm just going to assume that the form's good enough. Yeah. You That's know, the thing
1: is a bicep is almost, even if you do it wrong. Right. Everyone. You know, yeah. like at the end of your, uh, like, cause I'll do something like at the end of a, a barbell curl where I get to like my 13, 14th squeeze rep and I'll blast out six more, but yeah. just fucking
0: boom. It's a little, but those hip, you know?
1: six are fucking brutal. Like, yeah you're glad you did them for the bicep, even though everything else got involved. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you know, another thing nowadays is, uh, try that, uh, that newbie machine because that's something it actually does is work on if a muscle's not actually being fired at all, right. a specific area of a muscle, that's something to look at. Um, I had that done the first time I ever used one. They, they put it on my back and literally could show you like, you see how this isn't working. Yes. Like you can feel it. Mm-hmm. They work on it for a few minutes, do a couple things. Okay. Now do it. And you're like, and like you said, then the pump is gnarly, you know, yeah. so yeah, good, good option for sure. We get a lot of arm questions on that. Okay.
0: Hmm. Is it your turn?
1: It's always my turn. Okay. okay. If you could have six hours of sleep or four and a half and go to the gym, which is a better option? This obviously isn't happening every day, but once a week I'm usually faced with a decision.
0: Hmm. Good question. I like how he was very specific. I saw saw Fuad and the boys wrestling with this, but the question wasn't as specific. It was like, which is more important, sleep or training, or something like that. I can't remember. So it was like, (laughs) there was no guideline.
1: Yeah, so this, you got a good guide, and you're looking at an hour and a half, and you're
0: looking at once a week. If it's once a week, I mean, it all depends on whether or not the workout can be productive. So if Mm -hmm. you start doing it, and then your body starts regressing then that's a no. So your feedback should ultimately tell you if you do it and you have a decent workout and you continue to progress and the rest of your workouts are great, it's like, oh, maybe that's fine. Um, so there are some other factors. Um, you know, I will often tell people that sleep trumps food. Oh, for sure. And what, and what I mean by that is if they have like, you know, let's say you got a little bit behind, well, there's always a way around it, but if you get a little bit behind on your, your meals and you know you go oh, i hear guys like oh i had to stay up till two to finish my food and i was like ah should just go to bed man yeah you'll grow better um or try to just pound a shake before bed or something and just go to bed like i i don't stay up stay up to eat that's not something i ever did
1: what about uh, what about uh, did you ever interrupt sleep to uh to eat like the guys are doing back in the day
0: yeah i never did it with meals i did it with shakes right so you and get up, just slam be, it, go back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I did it with high calorie shakes when I was young. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I'd do is I'd make sure I drank like fluid with my last meal. So I right. know I'd have to get up to take a piss. So you wouldn't set an alarm. You'd make yourself. Oh, no, And then when you're doing, up, you. Yeah. Would, and I'd it. always, you know, you get up to piss at like four in the morning and mm-hmm. slam your shake, go back to bed, you know, get up at yeah. eight or nine, you're fine. Yeah. So I did that a lot when I was young. Yeah.
1: That's funny because I, I tell people the same thing, even that are trying to grow. Like, put that shake in the fridge, but you don't have to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, if you sleep through, good. Because you know that. I mean, I know we've both experienced that where sleep will prove that to you around a show. You show up, you're full of water, you got this or that going on, you sleep real good, you wake up the next day, magically it's gone. You look better, you're popping, you're, you know. Sleep's awesome.
0: huge. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard about it. I got a good one. Shoot. Now, I almost skipped this one. For some reason. And then I thought of my answer. And I was like, oh, fuck, I better ask. <laughs> I have a good answer. We're doing this. <laughs> so, um, stupidest peak week trick or backstage carb up you've ever used? You, oh, you've seen used. Oh, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was we've ever used. Let's, let's, yeah, explore that question. Got
1: it. Uh, I mean, I've seen just ridiculous things done. Um, you know swinging for the fences the alcohol being a big one the night before Um, the most common of course is the magical rice cakes and jam backstage that everyone's eating Um, I find those ones really funny because you're watching people like graze backstage on bullshit like always that baffled me before I knew what I was doing because I'm like so we spent 12 weeks 16 weeks Eating six times a day at certain times, and we would look great the whole prep. And all of a sudden, we need to just eat bullshit nonstop for an hour straight before we go on stage. Weird to me. Yeah, you know. But I've seen it all. I've seen chocolate. I've seen that. I've seen alcohol backstage. People drinking. I mean, nothing, nothing that really jumps. And then the big one being, uh, I've actually seen a trainer with a client like going through a fucking workout. And eating during like peanut butter cups and shit, because he's gonna drive that stuff in. And that was at the, mm. that was at, that was at Junior Nationals, actually. And I'm dead serious. I'm sitting on an inclined bench like this, just watching. And I'm like, right. this motherfucker's having a workout. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, a lot. And they were like amped up about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you do like a couple sets of side laterals and eat nothing and take your shirt off, and they're like,
0: oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I I it's funny because if you are like, let's say you are emergency flat. Right. The solution is drinking and sodium. Yep. And if you have liquid carbs in that fluid, that's also cool. But eating a like so here's what drives me crazy. The digestion doesn't even take place yeah. before you. So go when there. like liquid liquid carbs, liquid carbs work. Water works, so salt inner water works. Mm-hmm. Those, those things work very like but like when I see guys backstage and they're on like I remember seeing this one super heavyweight one year and he was a good bodybuilder he was like the type of guy that had the muscle to be a threat right right and he was in good shape but I he was sitting there eating this giant tupperware dish full of steak like big cubes of steak and big cubes of baked potato and it was massive it was like a whole day's worth of food in one Tupperware dish. Like it was a giant Tupperware dish. It's the one that I put all my steak in when I cook. Right. And he was just eating, just plowing, plowing, plowing. And we're on in like a few hours. You're watching this take place. He's plowing steak and potato, steak and potato. And his abdomen is just out to here. And he's got the tub like sitting on his belly cuz it can by this point <laughs> and i'm just thinking like oh man that steak of potatoes is not going to do anything for your body no like and it's just going to make you look like shit and you're going to be bloated and you're you know, like i just couldn't believe he was doing that and i was like if if you're actually flat he's got to like drink or put yep. some carbs in or drink a Gatorade or something <laughs> Or some cluster dextrin would be great with some sea salt in it or something and some water. You right. know, like, but. Maybe yeah, he was Jesus just hungry. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, so that sort of stuff. Cause, like, you know, steak takes what? Eight to 10 hours to digest?
1: Oh, yeah. That's always the, that's the whole reason that, like, you tell people they're like, well, you can't, you can't absorb more than 30 grams of protein at a time.
0: I'm like, well, it's not trying to absorb it at a time. It's trying to absorb it over the next five hours. Yeah. He ate like, <laughs> He ate like like 30 ounces of potatoes and like the easy 20 ounces of steak. He ate a day's worth of food. You know? So he was just shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. So that stuff isn't going to help you. You know? It's, 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 It's little things. You already have to be in shape. You already have to be carved up. You can like do little things that make your veins pop out a little bit when you go to pump up and stuff. You know, like... You had those two Pop-Tarts walking to walk into prejudging that, that one morning, you know, <laughs> but that's it. You put two Pop-Tarts in and you're done. You're ready to go and you're not backstage doing frantic shit and you're not like, oh, how long went by? You were like two hours till you went on stage, right?
1: Yeah. It's something where, you know why I like that stuff? Because I need, of course, with my midsection, there can't be a lot of food in me. Yeah. Very little food. So I little. want something. So, so there's a lot of fat and carbs in those. Yeah. And and they're the those two are about the size of my cell phone. And there's a bunch of salt in there. Yeah, so you're good to go, and you're not. You know, I think the big thing is too with those tricks that people forget. Anything that can make you better can make you worse. Yes.
0: Very important. So keep that in
1: mind when you're when you're deciding it's time to swing for the fences. It's like, why? Yeah. And that goes all the way down to a week out. Like, if you're you should already be in such good shape that the tweaks can only make you better, but you never need to swing for the fences. Like I'm right. fucked. It's either gonna work or not work, right? You know, because the problem is every now and then it works, and then people believe in it. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, that's the that's the system." You know what I mean? You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never missed by a mile because I've never done anything crazy. Right. Um, okay, this is one that you need uh, that we should actually cover. Um, how did you get a sponsorship when you first got one? And how did that uh, change things for you in the sport once you did? Okay, so
0: looking back on this, um, it was like pretty early. I was a little bit, at, you know, I was on the very early stage of this shit. So in 19, what would it have been? What show would I have been getting ready for? It would have been the uh, in 97 when I went to get ready for my first show. Right. Um, obviously I'd already spent time in Australia, um, with my friends there and like, they worked for a supplement company. So I like, you know, they sponsored guys and like, I, like I was, I was exposed to all the inside stuff of like how that how that worked. How that worked. Mm-hmm. And it was a very local type sponsorship. You know what I mean? Like they'd pick their stuff up from one of the stores and they'd reimburse the store. And like, so I just, I knew that there was a way to get free stuff. Right. So when I went to compete my first time, I went to the the health food store that was downtown where I got all my supplements.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I said, hey, you know, I'm wondering if you guys be interested in sponsoring me. And I told them what I would need. And the lady there was just like so awesome and receptive. And she was like, sure. And she got me all these T-shirts printed. And I got free supplements for my whole prep. And I won the show. And then they put a picture of me up on the wall. And, um, so I just had like a supplement store that sponsored me. Right. And, uh, and they continued to give me free stuff. And then I went back, I left town again, went to Australia again.
2: And then I came <laughs>
0: back a year later and they kept giving me, they're like, oh, you're back in town. And they kept giving me free stuff. And then I, you know, moved away shortly after that. But yeah, they were awesome. Really supportive. So that was my first sponsor. And I just, um, you know. They just wanted me wearing the shirts at the gym. And people would come to me all the time. They'd be like, where do you get your supplements? Right. And I'd just tell them. And like I sent lots of people down there. So it was just kind of one of those deals. So that was my first experience with being sponsored. And um, you know, I'd also seen um, when I used to um, do BMX and ski, I also saw sporting goods stores were sponsoring like a couple of local people. Right. You know, like a couple of guys at the ski hill that were like really good skiers or they were ski instructors or something. They like sponsor them. Right. So I saw that before. Yeah. So that was it. That was my first sponsorship. And then when it after that, when I moved to Edmonton, I started writing letters to supplement companies. Right. So I remember I took photos of my second place from Nationals and my Alberta win. And I took photos from those two shows and I wrote up a resume and a letter mm-hmm. and I sent it to I sent it to to gym at PVL, right. Cause it was before fit foods. It was just PVL at the time. Mm-hmm. So I sent it to gym and I sent it to muscle tech and I sent it to like all these places. Right. And, um, didn't hear back from anybody. And then a few months later, the, the, the PVL rep. So the fit foods rep for the area mm-hmm. contacted me and was like, Hey, uh, uh cause I kind of knew him. And he's right. like, hey, you know, I, I know you tried to get sponsored and they're not really sponsoring anybody, but I'll sponsor you. I, I, I get like, I can give you some overstock. I can give you this and that. Right. And so I and all I had to do was like, man, like twice a year I did a demo at a store. Right. It was nothing. And this is, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I did that for a little bit. That was my second sponsorship. Then I got sponsored by BioX for like seven years biox is a canadian company and they the rep was really cool and he just sent me product for like seven years and then they even started chipping in for my flights to nationals and stuff right and then i got signed by muscle tech and i did the old muscle tech stint that every single fucking person from canada did at one point (laughs) and got flowing out to the muscle tech headquarters a bit and that was pretty cool they were just a giant corporation though every time i went out there i was dealing with different people right Right, yeah, yeah. and um, very corporate, like the ultimate level of corporate style. Right, um, that was a fake dumbbells and everything were in there, and then <laughs> they they had this awesome gym though. They had an awesome gym in their office, and then uh, yeah, and then and then that's after that I didn't have a sponsor for a bit, and then that's why I got signed with Mutant, back to PVL. This kind of how I was like years and years <laughs> the before circle. that full circle. Yeah,
1: that's classic. And how how did
0: Mutant find you the second time? Uh, I was just standing backstage at a show because I had a client, and I was out here in Vancouver okay, visiting, and I had a client. That's the guy that got last place, but he won the most shredded award. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, I was backstage helping him, and that's when Matt and Ryan came up to me. Right. And they were like, hey, you going to Nationals next year? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, let's talk. And that's how it started. What year was that? 2011.
1: Okay, so wasn't that wasn't that far before? That's oh. crazy. Okay, yeah. okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, I could I could run through the the jam of how to do it or how my story went, but I think what's really important now is is how guys would go about it. Um, I've owned supplement stores. Um, I've had people come in and ask for sponsorship, and I think the big miss for most people is. They come in like, and here's what it sounds like to a business owner. Hey, have some free money. Yeah. 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 Like you've got to have a plan. um, Because here's the end of the day. You're an advertising expense. It's very, very simple. Are you creating either branding, which at a phase where you don't know this stuff yet, you're not. Yeah. um, Or are you creating them sales? They would not have and your sales that they would not have. Need to probably be at least three times what they are willing to give you in product or pay you, to make it worth their while. Um, so that's the big catch: is what are you doing? You know, so many people are coming out and they're like, "Oh, well, I, I, I win shows and I and I, uh, I use your stuff all the time." Yeah, it doesn't. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter, and especially yeah. now the game has changed. I mean, I joke about it, but it's it's a semi joke that's actually serious. Is like, how many people? Uh, make sure they evenly distribute their sauces on their food. Cause that's something I put out there. How many people know the jokes about square plates? Because I'm obsessed right. with square plates. Like that's branding, that's marketing. So when you go from one company to another, they come with you. Yeah. You know, I was with my first sponsor for seven years, started with them for nothing. Then I got a you know, product, then 500 a month then 1500 a month then 3000 a month. And it just kept going. Um, and then when I left them because of the years of branding I did for them and it's kind of, it was, I mean, it's, I get teased about it by people even to this day is if you see me, I'm going to be wearing a mutant shirt unless I'm out at dinner, you're going to see me in a mutant t-shirt. It's just what I do. It's like my fucking uniform every day. Um, but it's funny, but at the same time, it's the reason that when I left, IForce and I hit up three companies, there you go uh, all three of them said yes. Right. So it was okay. Who, who are we going to go with? Who's the best fit? Um, so I think that that's the big thing. If you're looking for ways to get sponsorship, it's what do you bring to the table and ask yourself
0: if you bring anything yet. And also too, I mean, people don't realize, man, people talk, mm-hmm. people talk. <laughs> I called, I called guys like I called guys that are up here to ask them about guys that were here. Right. Hey, man, this person wants to come on with our company. What do you think? I know that you train around them. I know that you've worked with them. I just need a little insight. And I've had the person up here go, nah, man, I wouldn't spend my money on that guy. Right. Yep. They're talking. the pros, the other people at companies, if you're chronically fucking late for everything and you're no fun to work with or you can't get along with people or you go out and get drunk and come to the booth late um, you know you spend all your time trying to wheel chicks at other booths and you're not around you're not paying attention like it's just it, it all it all gets seen by when it somebody goes,
1: and you know this it goes the other way as well because uh, when you and I talked uh there were some people from my business side that didn't like me and told you that. But oh I have yeah. too many people who did like me from the bodybuilding side, so it was a wash. Yeah. You know, because yeah. dusty in business and dusty in the business of bodybuilding is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and know, I'll fire my mother. Like, it doesn't bother yeah. me at all. So yeah. that that came out when you guys were first looking. Remember you were
0: like, "Hey, somebody said this." I'm like, "Yeah, that's true." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny. And then it's also to a credit to Ryan hmm. Because Ryan, I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to tell Ryan this story. Right. Right. I'm going to have yeah. to like, I can't not tell him. Yeah. Leave
1: this one out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I go to Ryan. I go, hey, you know, this this email just came in from this dude telling a story about Dusty that's negative. Mm-hmm. But I got to make you aware of it. And he reads it and he goes, "Eh, that's something business. <laughs> he gets it back to me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and and I'm like, he's like, Dusty's got a he goes, I could see. I could see why that would happen. And, you know, Dusty probably did this and I would have done same fucking thing. Like he just, (laughs) I can't even remember the story. Right. That's the funny thing is I I cannot even remember what the email was, but I just remember that it was clearly an angry dude. Yeah. And like, we're smart enough to see like, okay, this is like the ex-wife writing the letter that, you know, Right. right. And so then when I showed it to Ryan, Ryan's like, yeah, that's an ex-wife letter. That's an angry yep. ex-wife. Letter. That's yeah. just how it goes.
1: Shit happens. But that's why you want enough buildup on the other side so that it does become yeah. a wash. So people go, yeah, oh, exactly. well. you know Because at the end of the day, you know this is true too, is if if everyone likes you, you
0: have a problem. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> good, to be, it's good to be well-liked. But yeah, you, know,
1: you definitely. There's, there's definitely a line somewhere where you're like, you oh, okay. You're, you're a strong personality. You're going to piss some people off. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we got to get through here. Oh, well, this one doesn't, this is a quick one. So I'm just going to knock it out real quick. Uh, a guy asked the about last week with, uh, Chris and not covering his tattoo. Um, do can tattoos hurt you? Say if two guys are equal in every way. Um, so the thing that when Chris said you could barely see his guys have to understand it's on his forearm. It's not covering any detail. It doesn't matter. I never covered my forearms either. Now that I have one that goes up on my shoulder, I would cover it. There's, right. a, there's a difference in the gym in what I can see in a mirror uh, with a tattoo. So it absolutely matters. The cool thing is and the reason that we're fortunate that the game has changed, uh, f- like, for example, Liquid Sunrise has a tattoo cover-up that is ridiculous. Yeah, the advancement in the last few years has been crazy. Yeah, You yeah. cannot – like I, they got uh, a picture up of a guy with a full back piece. And when he's hitting his rear double, you can't see shit. Yeah. Because there's so much tattoo. And then they did the cover up and right underneath of it, they posted it again. And you're like, Oh, that fucker's in shape. Yeah, no, I had had a dude,
0: you know. I had a dude that got his back covered and uh, Morgan got his leg covered. Yep, and like some crazy, and they did a great job. It looked awesome, you know. Yeah, Morgan's
1: a prime example because this yeah, entire yeah. leg is done. Yeah, and you don't even know on stage, and that detail is all there that is yeah. lost. So, to answer the question, I don't suggest going and getting covered in tattoos if bodybuilding is your thing. But if you have some, or you got, you know, or or you really want one, just keep that in mind that you have to spend that money
0: because it it
1: at the higher level yeah. it will
0: cost you. It will cost yeah, you for yeah. sure. You know. Especially leg, leg and back pieces. Yep. Yeah, they're the ones you have to cover the most. If you yeah. if you like had to had to only cover the most most important ones, I'd say leg and back pieces. Plus, I think anything that's distracting. Like one thing that I can't stand is, um,
1: like if a woman has a big tattoo like in the middle of her thigh, it's also just I'm looking at it. Right. Yeah. You you cover up. You want me to yeah. look at all of you? It's like the same reason you shouldn't come out on stage with pink hair. Like, right. don't don't take away from the whole picture. That's right. what you don't want to do. So getting those covered is important
0: for sure. Um, oh. Here's a good one. Here's a good one from my buddy Kyle. Because <laughs> he just, <laughs> this motherfucker just snapped a lap pull down Like a heavy-duty, thick band. You know the lap mm-hmm. pulldowns that have like the big bands on them? Right. He just snapped one of those. Oh, fuck, did he almost kill himself? And he goes, uh, what's the worst equipment failure you've seen of you seen or heard of in the gym and what was the end result uh
1: well I could tell you the worst one that happened to me um I snapped a barbell right at the end which doesn't even make sense you know right where the piece meets yeah. the bar yeah. uh, I snapped one of those and fortunately uh it was it was like everyone's ready for the big story it was I was warming up it was four plates and uh I just came off the ground and it I was probably two inches above and it still almost threw me. Or you're deadlifting. <laughs> it was deadlifting. Oh. So I came down, and you know how I touch. It's like it barely even makes sound. But as soon as I came up, it snapped right there, wow. fell over, pulled me to the left, but thank God I wasn't yeah, really far. The yeah. And the crazy part to me was four oh five doesn't even bend the bar. Yeah, it was like ready it was just to go. that piece was done. But I remember thinking, like, if I had seven plates on that and was halfway up, it would have been a fucking disaster. And the the at the time, my friend was owned uh, the Gold's Gym's here, and he happened to be there, and he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like yeah. they went through all of their bars at that point because I'm like, "Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was my a- career almost." I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's um. They shouldn't Equi- break there, though. If you know how yeah. the bar is, it yeah. doesn't even make sense because it's not no. a piece and a piece.
0: No, it no. goes through. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's a weird failure. But that happens, man. Like, equipment failures happen. Yep. You know? It, it just, they are going to happen. Something from every brand is going to just fail. Mm-hmm. Um, some cables are going to fail right after you have them replaced. Like, we had cables replaced, and, like, two weeks later, they broke again. And they were like Life Fitness brand cables like we ordered from them. Yeah. And for the record, cables you know, aren't cheap. <laughs> no, they're like 180 bucks a cable or 250 bucks a cable sometimes yep. to get them shipped and all that. And um, so So stuff is going to break. I saw a guy back at my first gym when I was a kid doing lap pull-downs. Mm-hmm. And the fucking cable snapped, and he hit himself in the nose with the bar. And he fell over backwards. And um, – he was bleeding of course but he just you know you sign a waiver that says hey like as long as the gym's taking you know reasonable due diligence to maintenance or equipment and all that um you know like it, it's it's pretty hard to sue people over that stuff right but but uh, i don't know up in here Madonna, the states you guys yeah. sue about everything Yeah,
1: we still win that you would you would still actually what's funny true story you'd lose that suit here yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with the sign thing, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, the people that that stuff usually happens to Love are the, the ones gym. that under, <laughs> well, they don't understand. Like that shit happens. Yeah, um, but they I know. Broke a Matt, fucking pull down. No, so Matt was running a gym at one point, and a guy was doing uh, dumbbell press on a ball. It popped. 150 pounds per side. Spiral fractured both forearms, and uh, he accepted them paying his hospital bills. And nothing else. Really? Yep. Like he could have owned the place. It was LA Fitness. But he could have, have made a fortune on that deal. But the thing is, is he like th- th- that ball isn't made for that. Like, use your fucking head. But the problem is in the US, you know this, he wins that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Matt, Matt was but they literally settle. like they when settle. He, Yeah. When he didn't sue us immediately, I was like, give him a membership, pay his bills. Call
0: it a day. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I, um, what else have I seen in the gym for equipment failure? Uh, I've seen a leg extension cable snap. Um, the guy was okay. But yeah. It snapped. I've well, seen when, a few. Your gym was export. I broke everything. So, yeah, you broke the cable <laughs> row back in the old days.
1: Um,
0: I've seen, I've seen cable row snap. I saw a cable row snap, and a guy rolled all right, like, somersaulted off the back of the cable row. <laughs> As he's exploding up
1: a 300-pound stack that's now Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, snapped. He just fucking flipped off the back. I've seen that. Um, I'm just trying to think. Oh, yeah, well, I had a dumbbell. I was fucking pressing dumbbells, and the bolt came out of the end. I had the 120-pound dumbbells. Oh, shit, And the bolt. The bolt came out of the outside, off the outside of one of the dumbbells. So I was pushing up, and I knew the dumbbell was loose, but I couldn't get the bolt. It was like a fucked up dumbbell. Right. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just press it. So I had pressing it, and it all the plates fucking slid off the outside of that dumbbell. So the dumbbell <laughs> turned inward and just fell, and I steered it, and it landed right on my chest you also
1: lucky you not fall off the other side of the bench
0: with the other 120 pounds. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I had the other dumbbell up above me. It was like fucked up. And <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just bailed on the other dumbbell, dropped that and dropped it. And I was totally fine. It didn't even hurt. It was like I was huge. I just put a big hoodie on. Poof. Just. <laughs> You just you just proved the importance of your uh, stability training, your uh, functional training, you know, (laughs) had my glutes activated while I was incline pressing, you know, had some stability there. Yeah, I seen that. Um, I seen a Smith machine bearing blow up while a guy was squatting on it. Like he was squatting on the Smith machine and he was driving up and it just came to a grating halt. And the bearing just popped and there was like ball bearings just fell out the bottom. Yeah. And, and the bar was like all jammed up, but then he like got out from, it you know, it was only two plates and he like turned it Racket. and got out from underneath it. And then after that, it was just like, it was like, there was no bearing. It was just loose on the end. Yep. You no, know? this funny. <laughs> I've seen those. All right. Well, we got, we got one more, but I'm
1: stealing the question from everybody um, because I have to go. But here's an important one we haven't covered. Phil Heath coming back to the Olympia. Yeah, man. Thoughts? What do you think you see it going? What do you think? I mean, I'm sure you've already listened to it all, but what were you shocked? Were you not shocked? What do you
0: what do you think? Um, I, I mean, I still think that Phil, like, I don't know, man. My gut tells me that that if he comes back, he's a man to beat. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that like I just hate. I, I certainly don't think anyone thinks that I'm disrespecting any of the other guys. It's like Roden's won it, and then you know Curry won it, um, but I just think Phil's a guy to beat if he comes back, especially um, you know like love him or hate him, because I know Phil has that polarizing effect on the fans. You got to give that guy his respect it takes to win seven Olympias against the guys he won against. Mm-hmm. And and if he's coming back and he's angry and he's hungry and he's got fire burning in him and he's got everything clicking, ugh, and he's healthy, ugh. Yeah. Phil Heath, I think,
1: man. I think the like, same. I mean, I really think what people are missing is, sure, he was gone for two seasons, but, uh, but Phil didn't, number one, he didn't like... I, He he was never small. Like Phil's just a bubble of muscle always. Even when he was soft and smaller, it's still all there.
0: Deconstruct.
1: Yeah, it's still all there. And uh, and I mean, I hate to say it, but even the guys who come back, like only one of them was named the Gift. Only one of them won every show they touched until the Olympia. You know, or was the Arnold or whatever with his first show that he didn't win. Ever. Um, And the thing is, is. I just don't see Phil coming back to possibly win. Like I think, and I and I hope. Let me put it that way. And, I, and I, again, isn't hate on anybody else. I hope he comes out and annihilates it because that would be a great way to do it. Just come out because everyone was so ready, that, and you know this. I mean, especially in the U.S., everyone hates a winner, right? Um, and he was winning too much, so people start to. <clears throat> dislike him it was nice to see every like it felt like everyone was like fuck yes you know what i mean especially yeah. this year i think the only, only downside excitement. is I think the excitement. only downside is they gotta figure out how we're gonna watch it since no one's gonna be at the show
0: yeah <laughs> i know it's it's um you know it's a it's funny it you talk about people hate hate someone who wins too much and all that stuff. I find this happens with a lot of things. Like it, it happens in every subculture, in every sport, in every sort of way of life. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you appreciate what you had when it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it happens all the time. Like look at the Last Dance. You know that documentary yep. that just came out. The people, like the feeling I got when I watched that was oh fuck man I didn't appreciate these guys at the time like I liked them and I watched yeah. the games and they were winning and it was cool but to look back on it now is just like staggering what yeah, was actually sure. going on and that's how I sort of view Phil Heath's reign now like you know at the time I was like yeah he's kind of narrow it's kind of narrow you're finding the thing that the one thing you could pick on <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> narrow you know granite hard really, marshmallow muscle he doesn't train his arms he doesn't even have to train his arms in the off season you know yeah, yeah you find and, reasons to hate the guy cuz he's better and then <laughs> you look you know doesn't do free weights you know yeah. and then you, you look back on on the stage photos from 2012 2013 2014 2015 2016 you're just like be, jesus
1: yeah. fuck you know you're you're like me you're a true fan of the sport like i can see memories in my head like for example the 97 olympia video when yates is walking from the back up and you just see his traps and all that like as i describe it you're seeing exactly what i'm talking about or jay in 09 when he came out from the side and stopped yeah and basically was like this is already fucking over you know what i mean or phil when he just walks out every single time and it's just like Holy shit. Just round yeah. around. Like, how can you forget that? Like, I literally said, I mean, immediately, because I had someone, one of my clients email me, how's it gonna go? I said, it's 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 no one's going to survive.
0: Yeah. That's I, how I
1: see this happening. I think he's going to fucking destroy everyone. No offense to these guys. But I think they know. I think if you asked Bonac and these guys, Phil at his very best, are you gonna beat him now?
0: No. Right. How old's Phil?
1: It's still very young. He's got to
0: be 37, yeah, still in his 30s, mid-30s. You know, I think he's that's, younger than me. That's way too healthy. <laughs> but but let's, not, let's not remember
1: either. Phil didn't train like you and I did to be at 36. He, he's never had – and it's, that's not a shot on him. That's a – you could go longer just like Dexter. Yeah. Like, well, why well, Phil's one could, of the guys that could. Yeah, you could just keep yeah. going if you choose to. So – You know, and again, like, I trained like a beast all the time. His body feels different than Phil's now. I guarantee it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope hope that it's everything I think it will be. But unlike the past ones, like, I knew when Jay made his, like, comeback year, I kind of knew. I felt like it was a good chance it couldn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? So I wasn't even shocked when it went the way it did. And I know there was the tear and blah, blah, blah. I wasn't surprised. Right. I really feel like if somebody said to me, is he gonna be awesome or is he gonna be less than I? I'm gonna say awesome? He's gonna be nuts. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So it'd be fun for yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I need a reason to be pissed that I can't go to the Olympia this year since I skipped last year. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I I think that Phil I think that Phil's the type of guy that's gonna do every single thing he can to overcorrect the midsection criticism.
1: And I think – I don't know if you listen to his video today, but I also think he's going to overcorrect the criticism of Phil. Yeah. You know, because I've known Phil for a long time and not like, oh, we're enemies or buddies. But there was definitely like – it wasn't really quiet that there was things that I didn't like. And now as he started just becoming who he is, like the respect I have for him as a human is drastically different than what it was then. I respect him as an athlete before, but I kind of thought – that he put himself out there as a chump and the way he was. And he took that away. I think just based on the way he's planning on interacting with the fans, he's going to have it all this year, you know, which also would make this a great business decision for his company. If he can do that, get that vibe going and win. well, now, how do you hate him? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to
0: be awesome. So it's going awesome. I know, not- in Vegas this December. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can all watch from home. Well, it's been a good show, Dusty. Oh, we doubt. got a lot of great feedback about Bumstead. That was a good interview. Thanks to Chris for coming on. Absolutely. A um, couple people were like, You should have held his feet to the fire more. I don't know why I do a Chris Asseto impersonation whenever I talk about why any fans. What what does that mean? Why were we his feet to the fire about what? Oh, I ask him more like one guy was like, You should ask him way more personal questions. Like, you know what the difference is, like, truthfully, though, with those things, I would ask if I cared. Yeah. So I had another great comment from a fan that said, hey, you know, I they mentioned another show, not mm-hmm. like and I don't even watch. I don't have time to watch other shows, really. So they mentioned another show that I don't really watch. And they said that it's like, you know, please don't do these types of stories They're like the TMZ style, like so and so broke up with so and so. Right. You know, and I, they're like, I'm so glad you guys don't ask people about their like they don't care like yeah. that fan's like i'm glad you don't ask that bullshit because you know yeah. so but it
1: has nothing to do with us you know i mean yeah. that's that's the thing i look at and i don't care why i don't I mean, you know i
0: truly don't care i'd <laughs> have yeah exactly exactly like we don't we i mean we put i want people to understand dusty how little effort <laughs> We put into these episodes, I'm dying like to the it. most minimal of preparation, only absolutely what is required. That's to how we get this shit done. Rape 90 minutes together for you, you know, but we feel like that's the most authentic version of us.
1: No, but you know what? I mean, truthfully, though, too, is you are getting the questions. I mean, aside from what they ask, but even then you're getting the questions that I want the answers to also. Cause yeah. we I did have many people ask about his personal life. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not your business. So fuck off. Get I your know. own
0: personal life. I got no interest in doing those you questions. Know? And I've
1: done. And I've been down that road with people doing that with me. And the even better part is, I didn't give a fuck when they wanted to know either. I would learn things about myself. I'm like, oh, didn't know that, but I was actually not even in that state that day. Okay,
0: yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So well, next week, you fifty-two
0: roll. year. The year is next week. Yeah, it's the official year, eh? That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, this is technically the year because I fucked up and didn't do one episode, but still. Right. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. Okay. Thanks, Dusty. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding.